one wrong assumption, deep sabotage, and 95% of storytelling failures. This one wrong assumption can kill all your hopes to become a great storyteller. In a few minutes, you'll be surprised. So listen, take notes, and subscribe now to this podcast. of people can't tell a good story, and I was one of them. It's New Year's Eve. The whole family is there, laughing, having a good time, and I wanted some of that human connection. But I'm an introvert. Conversations are an enigma for me. Telling stories was my kryptonite. Whenever I tried, I felt pressured as if I needed to break the code to some alien language in order to save the Earth from alien destruction. I totally turned into a sweaty mess. My stories were a mess. That night, on New Year's Eve, my crazy uncle looked at me and said, What's wrong with him? I felt humiliated. I stopped. I assumed storytelling is not for me. Contrast that with what happened in the summer of last year. I'm there, on the Dnipro River in Ukraine. It's 10 p.m. I'm with four crazy Ukrainians sitting around a warm night fire, listening to our friend Nazar playing Dacha Bracha, his skinny fingers gliding like butter on his old guitar. And I looked at the full moon, beautifully illuminating the river, water vibrating with energy, the music, the friends, the moon, the moment is just magical. And I thought, what happened? Why do I have friends in a foreign country when back home I barely had any friends? And the answer hit me. It was storytelling. Stories bonded me with these good people more than anything else. What was the difference? I have decided to learn storytelling. I no longer assume it's something I cannot do. Because assumptions can limit our lives in a tragic, tragic way. Like the sad story of this young man who graduated high school, excited to begin his college life. Still acting like a rebel, just like all teenagers, he spent that final high school year verbally fighting with his father. All that this young man wanted is to get a red motorcycle, ride around California, wind blowing in his hair, and be a movie star. And all that his father wanted is to give him the brown book. The brown book is the journal where his grandfather wrote all the lessons learned from the day he arrived to America as a poor immigrant to the day he built their their family business. When the young man accepts the brown book just like his father did, he accepts responsibility 
for the family business. It's a promise, a vow. And that day, the young man returned home excited to celebrate. Congratulations everywhere, a cake bigger than any of his birthdays. That night, his father bought the, brought the book, the brown book, and the young man boiled with rage. I hate you. All you want to do is kill my dreams. It's a big fight that started, the biggest fight of their lives. And that night, the young man closed the door to his family home for the last time. He disappeared somewhere in California, breaking all contact with his father and family. Sometimes, his father succeeded in finding out his number and calling it, but that call was blocked and the number quickly stopped working. A year passed, two years, five years. Five years later, the young man received a call from a blocked number. The voice just said, hurry home, your father is dying. Suddenly, he found himself rushing home. Suddenly, he felt his love for his father filling every cell of his body. But when he arrived, it was too late. His father was dead. He cried that night, hugging the cold body of his dead father, wishing things were different, wishing their lives went other ways. Then he saw the brown book. With tears in his eyes, he opened it, and the thin key to a red motorcycle fell on the floor. That's what assumptions do. If he opened that book that day and found the key to his dream motorcycle right there, that his father changed his way. But the young man assumed he knew what's in the book based on the cover and didn't take the time to very verify. Most people tell a few stories, then assume they can tell any stories well, that they can't excel at telling the great stories that will transform their relationships and their future, all because of this single assumption that whatever happened in the past will be their future, that history is destined to repeat itself. Just like that young man assumed, just because his father was against his red motorcycle, that his father cannot suddenly change his ways, accept and encourage his dreams. But the issue is deeper than this. Our identity is the foundation for our future. Our identity is the foundation for our future. The real difference between those who become great storytellers and those who don't is the same difference between rich people and poor people. Poor people know they don't have money. They feel they don't have money. They worry they don't have money. And so they focus on making money from a place of scarcity and it doesn't work. While rich people know they have money. They feel rich. They don't worry about money. And so they come at making money from another place, from a place where they are good, but want more, 
where they feel rich but want more. That's why the poor stay poor while the rich get richer. The exact same dynamic happens with storytelling. These struggling storytellers, deep down, believe they're not good at telling stories, so they look for evidence to confirm that they can't tell great stories they cannot. And that's why everything they do comes from a place of scarcity, an assumption they're broken and need to get fixed. So everything they learn subconsciously confirms to them they're broken and fixing themselves again and again and again. A vicious cycle that needs to end while great storytellers don't feel broken. Even if at first they didn't know how to tell great stories, they were curious about learning. They approach learning as a fun process, a positive process, where they love where they are now and want to make things better for themselves. They approach life from a place of abundance and their success as an enjoyable journey of experimentation and making what is good is even better. And I find the biggest sign someone is coming from a place of scarcity in storytelling is story blindness. Story blindness is when a person cannot see all the stories happening in their lives every day. They feel they can't find great stories to tell, that their life is way too boring to be worth sharing. An example of a great woman who elevated herself from a place of storytelling struggle to story bonding glory is my client Charlize from Vancouver, Canada. And I'm telling this story with her full permission. Hello there, Charlize. When we first began working together, Charlize told me, I keep looking, but I can't find any stories I can tell about my day. It's easier than you think. Choose something and I'll tell you a story about it. So here is the story I told. Try to guess what she chose for me. I'm curious what you think. When I sit on my desk, on my work desk, I always have a cup half filled with water near me because when I first began my online business, my brain imagined the darkest, worst possible worries and showed them to me in high definition as if I watched the worst horror movie in full 3D all day long. I knew if I didn't take control of my own brain, if I didn't train myself to see the positive, I will give up, I'll never succeed. So I decided to always see the cup half full, never half empty. I decided to remind myself to be optimistic. That's why there is a cup half full of water near me now. That's it, a simple, internal process story bonding story created without much preparation. And yes, what my client Charlize chose for me was water. Now it's your turn. Do you truly believe you have what it takes to tell great stories? Even more importantly, think of your big goal right now. 
Imagine the life that you want, all your problems solved, living life exactly the way that will make you happy. Can you imagine that? Then, from that place, think about yourself now today and ask yourself, what assumptions are stopping you right now from having that life? What is stopping you right now? Think, pay attention to what comes up. Then, begin taking a step forward to delete those assumptions and to be free from those limitations. Any step forward, any action, it all makes a difference. Because what is incredible about life is, as long as you hesitate, it seems the world is working against you. But when you decide to take action, the world helps you in magical ways. As long as you refuse to give up, as long as you refuse to listen to your limitations, to the wrong assumptions that hold you back, you will succeed. So go out there, turn the world upside down, break all limits, and begin to live your dreams. That's what it means to live. That's what I'm all about. In the next episode, we will talk about James Bond, Tesla, and the day that almost made Elon Musk cry. Many deep lessons will be there, so make sure to listen to the next episode. Finally, if you found any value in this episode, then support this podcast. Share it everywhere you can and subscribe because you are important to me. And if you have any questions or wish to tell me something, then send me an email to mentor at storybonding.com m-e-n-t-o-r at storybonding.com good night and may all your dreams become reality